Lawrence students have to thank for the classroom discussions, debates in the commons, and Facebook memes about Plato's Republic and other freshman studies works? Well, it turns out, freshman studies was one of the lasting contributions Nathan Marsh Pusey made to the college during his tenure as president from 1944 to 1953. And for those of you who are thinking, duh, I already knew that, y'all can keep listening because what many people might not know is how he came to advocate so strongly for liberal arts education and why he held that belief. Pusey was a native of the Midwest, born in Council Bluffs, Iowa, but he went to college on the East Coast at a little place called Harvard, where he received degrees in ancient history with a focus on Greek history. He was 37 years old when he became the president of Lawrence in the fall of 1944, succeeding Thomas Barrows. But before he headed the college, Pusey worked as the sophomore tutor in the mid-1930s. The sophomore tutorial was designed by Henry Riston as an experiment that he originally limited to 32nd-year students. In future years, though, the entire sophomore class would take it. He planned for the tutorial to be discussion-based and for students to work with course instructors in addition to the tutor. Pusey's job as the sophomore tutor may have influenced his thinking when he created freshman studies due to the similarities between the two programs. So what was Pusey's original vision for Frosch Studies? He wanted to give students an overview of the liberal arts through various texts, drawing from the areas of art, science, philosophy, and religion, and intended for faculty members from all departments to teach it. The main goal was to engage students and make sure that they were the ones doing the thinking and discussing the works rather than just listening to lectures. Students rated freshman studies very highly in a questionnaire given out in 1945, the end of the first year that Lawrence offered the course. Faculty, on the other hand, had some complaints. Many of them believed themselves to be unqualified to teach the required texts outside of their disciplines, but Pusey intended for his program to educate both students and professors. Dr. Ann Jones, who taught French and argued in favor of the course in its early years, said of Lawrence students, When he sees a physicist reading Hamlet, or an art historian recommending John Stuart Mill, he realizes that his teachers, professed believers in the liberal arts, are honestly making proof of their principles. In the 1940s and 50s, The trend in higher education was to encourage students to specialize, particularly in science or technology. Since the U.S. government felt it needed to keep up with the rest of the world in terms of scientific and military technology in the event of another world war or nuclear war, this approach made sense. But why, then, did Pusey believe so passionately that there were more pros to giving students a broader education? His argument in a panel discussion on liberal arts education for veterans was... We are in bondage to impulse, to custom, to ignorance, to superstition, to indolence, to hate, to many things which come as a part of our ordinary human nature, and from which we have to be freed if we are to live happily and successfully. To him, the way to free ourselves from these tendencies was through a liberal arts education. 
He was convinced that having a general knowledge on a wide variety of scientific, political, and social topics would help people combat hatred, ignorance, and other negative qualities that we're prone to exhibiting that come from a lack of understanding. In an essay on the importance of the humanities published in 1950, Pusey said, Every human being needs direct personal contact with the great stories, myths, and fictions of the human race, and with history to begin to know himself and to sense the potentialities, of all sorts, for good and for bad, that lie within his reach and the reach of other men. If Pusey was only at Lawrence for just under 10 years, then what happened to him after that? He ended up going back to Harvard, this time as the school's president, serving from 1963 to 1971. At Harvard, he still advocated for the liberal arts, emphasizing the importance of teaching young people to be able to think independently and critically. But while he was generally well-liked by students and faculty at Lawrence, folks at Harvard weren't big fans. Many thought his values and habits, like attending almost all Saturday football games and going to church every Sunday, were too old-fashioned for the increasingly radical 60s. According to Roger Rosenblatt, an English professor at the time, To the majority of the liberal faculty, he was a patrician pighead. His face was an institution itself, handsome, monumental, and implacable. Seeing him as a part of the establishment, he was not popular with students either, and responded to an on-campus protest by calling the police. Students saw this exercise of authority as unjust, but Pusey felt that the use of force or violence against democracy was never okay. Although Nathan Pusey passed away in New York City in 2001 at age 94, we can still apply his education philosophy today to create a generation of young people who can empathize with others and see multiple perspectives on political and social issues. In this century especially, a broadly educated population is also less likely to be manipulated by fake news and false information from people in power. Even over 50 years after he left the college, Lawrence is still using the liberal arts to help us resist the harmful tendencies the POC believed it could free us from. Many thanks to Gretchen Revy, Aaron Dix, Andrew McSorley, Arno Damaro, David Burke, Bridget Vance, Hannah Barron, Claire Chandler, Tim Moyer, the Lawrence University Archives, and the Lawrence University Library. I'm Holly McDonald. Thank you all for listening.